Welcome to Good to Geek Out. Uh, hey, coming at you, Rob Lucy, coming at you from Phoenix, Oregon. Excited to be here talking to you about Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, with two of my lifelong friends who I love to geek out with. Uh, if you caught our preview about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it really did live up to all of my expectations. Um, Cold Open came hard. What an amazing way to start the series. What did you think about that, Ed? Uh, Ed, coming from San Antonio, I fucking loved it. Uh, GSP, I barely even noticed GSP was in it again, uh, a.k.a. Batrock, the Leaper. The Leaper. Yeah, uh, but just those flying suits and the way they were going in and out of the helicopters. I mean, just, oh, my God. It was uh, for a TV show. It definitely sets the bar at a different level for these uh, TV shows coming out on uh, streaming platforms and stuff. I did not realize from, oh, so The Leaper, Batrock, uh, also from uh, um, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier yeah. as their opening villain. I didn't realize until right now that that was The Leaper. Uh, were they oh, playing no, off as The Leaper? Yeah, okay. What a great rewrite for uh, uh, a throwaway character who, you know, has some badassery to him. Completely. Um, Rob Strutter, San Francisco, a.k.a. Boba Fresh. Welcome to Good Geek Out. Spoilers ahead. Uh, spoilers behind. And, um, yeah, it took me a second to realize it was Batrock, but he, he straight double kicks somebody in the chest. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. And then I noticed that he had like a purple with a with an orange. Um, like he, he had like a very debased version of his, uh, his costume. Um, but they don't give him the oh, yeah. And of course, <laughs> that's how you should know that it's really Batrock. Um, but yeah, no, solid, solid opening. All the action. Boom, boom, boom. A uh, falcon flying through the ca ca canyon. Oh, I love that the 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 selfie shots of him coming through. Like if we if if you if you've been on the internet and seen some of these people in their wingsuits, and you're like, ooh, they played that so well to to kind of jump back and forth. Ah, oh, oh, yeah, we're rewinding to the beginning. Cold open. Yes, yes, people, it is that good. Most certainly, most certainly. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see that uh, uh, Sam Sam is still out there, like uh, patrolling for as the Falcon after he was given the shield and by Captain America, and he 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 hasn't taken it, which which leads into uh, later aspects of the show. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's kind of interesting that you know he knows Captain America as a person and he can't live up to that ideal, but the government knows him as a propaganda tool and they're going to straight go into that. But I think we'll, we'll lead into that a little bit later. Uh, if, we, if we want to go chronologically through the episode. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it was interesting the way that they split it in. I mean, cause obviously it's about two people, right? Winter soldier and uh, Falcon. So as soon as all the Falcon action is done, kind of set up the whole army thing, boom, we're in the, psychologist's office with Bucky and it's just like a whole different vibe. But we, we had that flashback first though, didn't we? Which or his, his he had his nightmare before he ends up in the yeah. psychologist's office. Yeah, 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 that's right. His that's nightmare right. or his remembering what he did. Yeah. PTSD flashbacks, whatever you want to call it. 
Man. Yeah, dude. Talk stuff. about hardcore. Now, Ed, great, great pointing out of the way that they do the split framing of the story. So when they meet up later, there's really a reward as opposed to just starting us out in the first frame being like, look at these two. Oh, like they like we have to gear up to these mm -hmm. two uh, meeting and they and they really reward us with that. But um, yeah, I also uh, I want to I also agree that them setting up that action, like that cold sweat scene of what, how raw dog Bucky is like um, when, when, uh, and again, beautiful foreshadowing, but the guy's just like at, at his door, like his, his hands all, uh, I just want to get into the hotel room, please don't. And it's like, oof, oof, man, you're cold. But then they go to this analyze that, um, kind of uh, Sopranos, I guess, framing with the therapist, which is a cool way to get into a dark person's mind. Like this yeah. dude is crazy. Like he shouldn't just be out, right? Oh, I do like, I like her as a character, uh, by the way. I'm gonna throw that in. I think she, she plays it. She plays it well. I like how they play off of each other. And she's, oh, you're gonna pull up the notebook again, huh? <laughs> yeah. And then she grabs the phone. Oh, trust, let me see your phone. Oh, you haven't been calling back Sam you know um yeah he needs somebody like that at least for yeah they they, they 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 need that uh that character in there i think and she has combat experience because she she talked about being a combat vet and you know not being able to leave it behind what to leave behind what to take with you yeah i mean and making amends his making amends was absolutely ridiculous <laughs> if you know anything about the 12 step program he's making amends he's like oh yeah well let me tell you how i did ah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I might I might have bent the rules a little bit for this one, but yeah, nobody died. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the fact that he still has this honor code, he has this bucket list, which I think is interesting because I think that's a callback to Captain America's uh, bucket list of things that he's supposed to do um, in Civil War or whatever it is when Captain America and Falcon meet for the first time. And he's like, oh, so, you know, see Star Wars, like he's got to write down, you know, like his, his list of things to do. So I thought that was a cool visual callback. Um, but it, it gives, it, it just kind of, it's, it seems like it's Bucky's one person in his life that is giving him direction other than his neighbor his Asian neighbor, who's there, there's that big twist there um, going forward where, hey, he needs to make amends because he killed that dude's son. Great stuff. Uh, <laughs> so how um, do you move forward, uh, forward from that? You know, I, 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 if there's a twist, hey, hopefully it's written well. I hope there's not at this point in the show. Uh, but then I also like how they jump into Sam's family. We have not met Sam's family at all. And he's been gone for five years and they delve into the people that were lost in the blip. And his sister's like, hey, man, I've been holding it down for five years. You just came back. You know, let me do my thing. Thank you for your help. And then he tries to jump in. And it turns out, oh, he doesn't really have a salary. And with Tony gone and the bank's like, yeah, well, how do you really get your money? And like, and he's like, oh, this is how we're going to play this? Like, yeah, it was, uh, that was uh, dealing with, like, showing the repercussions of, not just coming back to from the blip and dealing with people that you haven't seen or haven't seen you and have moved on without you or have become older like his nephews 
Um, but just also the way like the world treats you, like you haven't been gone and you're dealing with it. Like you, sorry, you've been gone five years is five years. You don't exist according to us. So sorry, yeah. you gotta, you know, you gotta start over. That's, I was kind of messed up. I mean, but it's, it's a real, real light, real world way that maybe it would be dealt with. Um, and I, I think seeing, uh, Sam's like softer side, uh, he's from Louisiana too. So I think he might've chosen there personally. And like, he just seems more like I've seen him on interviews on other shows and he just seems very much like, like who he is in real life. He's like almost home playing yeah. himself, you know, and it comes through, it just comes through as very genuine and very natural true. being a good guy and like family guy taking care of his family and stuff. And, uh, knowing about food in Louisiana food, especially. Yeah, and, it, and it, it, you can kind of see, like, I don't, I don't know where it's going to go. And, and, well, we do know a little bit at the end, but, you know, uh, uh, from a man who can who can rescue hostages and help save the world, he can't help his family without the help of a bank. Like, yeah. you know, how, how emasculating is that? You know, somebody who's who's done all these things and, and you kind of see it in his face and it's like, huh? Like, he, you, you know, like, hey, you know, well, uh, yeah, I, it is about like ethnicity and like oh, like you want my autograph, but well, also, know, I mean, also you're not going to help out my family. That also happens to like people in the military all the time. It's not even necessarily a racial thing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but this but yeah, is no, racial. Yeah. This is a racial thing. Obviously, I hear what you're saying. I, I think Lucy's in the right lane in regards to them showing um, the very real consequence of redlining and uh, yeah. Coventry's and um and how hard it is for a black person compared to a white person to get a loan the way that he's not able to leverage his fame um to get the credit the fact that he has these government contracts but that's not enough uh the fact that they went there was really dope and you know like the the awkwardness of that scene uh, in the office when they have that uh, uh, Mike's uh, tots or, or whatever it is, you know, and he's got, he, he promised to give the kids money and he fails to give the money anyway. Um, there's an awkwardness written into that scene where you want them to get the loan so bad, but you know, they're not going to get the loan. And, and it, uh, it, you know, it evokes an emotion. And when she walks outside and she's like, you're so out of pocket for that. And I was like, Oh, okay. Black people are writing this. Like some black person, is behind the pen with this. And I think that that's hella dope. I think it's dope that they cast the sister as a, as a dark, uh, beautiful black woman. Um, that's a very conscientious, very conscientious uh, casting choice. And I think that the story with the, um, with the elderly Asian man and his son, again, a great cross-cultural reference because when I first saw him I was like oh Bucky must have known this guy from World War II that's what I thought and, too and um and that was a great setup because they're not even ref you know they're referencing our history they're referencing like the darkest part of our history when you think about it um in certain senses uh, uh there's a lot of darkness to our history um the dark <laughs> the, the worst gen the worst destruction that man has ever wrought uh, upon another human. Um, so they kind of allude to just that fact of World War II. The flirting between Bucky and Homegirl, totally dope, great chemistry. But yeah, when we find out um, that's his son, I was like, oh man, 
She's like, what's up? Uh, well, you Ooh. just dropped a big old bomb on me. Mm. I great writing. Um, yeah, I think that, oh, and in, in, in Torres, in Torres being uh, Sam's buddy, like, hey, not, hey man, I'm Torres, I'm, I'm silly. Like, hey, I'm a, sh I'm a shield agent. Hey, what's up? Can you track, can you track me? <laughs> um, but again, you know, they're doing very conscientious multicultural casting choices that really pay off and don't seem forced, but I, you notice them as the audience. So. Yeah, I was well said. I agree with that 100%. Nothing, everything, the acting's good and everyone's in the right place. No one is out of pocket. Mm -hmm. You know, interesting how they're setting this up. Um, another thing, uh, and I, I think it's what the episodes uh, or the series is gonna be about there's a certain faction of people that enjoyed the chaos during the blip. And that's how they explain this going forward with a flag bearer. Like, Hey, we just, we're just looking for chaos at this point in time. We enjoyed chaos. We've thrived in chaos. Uh, so, you know, there, there's that aspect to the show. That's what they're, they're fighting against. And Wait, they're also uh, fighting. Is it flag, flag smasher a character in the comic books? Not a, oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, not a group. Flag smasher. Oh, it's a character. One hundred percent. He's a yeah. No, he's a Captain America character. He was in you know obviously all my Marvel's universe, um, but he's he's drawn by John Byrne in the Marvel universe once. So I always like it. It's like super. But yeah, he's got a he gets, he's got a mace and a cape and like it's got like red lining and uh, his whole thing is yeah. His, you know it's it's a story. His dad worked for the UN and got uh, killed outside. And so he ends up being like, the world would be better if there's no borders anywhere. Like, and so he goes like pure anarchy. Mm -hmm. And um, as were Red Skulls supposed to represent fascism, like Flag Smasher was supposed to represent anarchy. Like he was supposed to be like this new, like opposite of, of where Captain America was now, where America was at the time. Yeah. Um, but he was very superhero. And I'd never, like he goes toe to toe with Captain America. So I don't know if, like he's enhanced somehow, but like he goes toe to toe. Well, he's cer certainly in in this episode. Like he's he's chucking fools and jumping off of like five story buildings and you know having that 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 superhero smash landing and moving on. So so he's going to be there. Uh, we've been hinting that uh, Baron von Zemo is going to be in there, um, and uh, dun dun dun. Um, um, uh, agent <laughs> U.S. agent uh, U.S. agent U.S. agent oh, oh, oh. I was joking I, I was joking when I said that I didn't think he was really gonna fucking show up <laughs> oh oh yeah he's, he's he's gonna be there and it's gonna be it, I, I just love how they set this series up I really do on on so many different levels so many different places they can go um 100% agree well what I think is more important and it kind of goes to I want to say this. Flag Smasher kicked the shit out of Torres. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm surprised Torres isn't dead, but he did say he got his eye, his orbital busted. Yeah, yeah he did. Um, man, he kicked the shit out of Torres. Oh, I did like, I mean, the, but talking about taking up the shield, the little talk with him in a war machine was dope. That was a nice. Oh, yes. Loved it. Oh, very yeah. very yeah. well acted, solemn, very just well done. And it wasn't like oh, it wasn't heavy-handed in any way. It was nice and subtle. It could have been really ham-fisted if certain people write it. You know, it was just, it was very it was well done. And like, if people of color are writing it, it's a little makes a little more sense because you don't overact. 
people because you know how people really talk. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, Sam, what you doing? Like, yeah, I'm doing my, I can't live up to it. I wonder if he comes out later in this in this uh, series as the Iron Patriot or yeah. if they save that for uh, for Norman Osborn. What I really liked about the Sam uh, Rhodey conversation besides just, again, the natural chemistry and these two amazing actors going back and forth, you know, like, I mean, you know, they could have been doing quote unquote Shakespeare, whatever you wanted to, like, you know, like they're putting serious acting chops into this back and forth. But the fact that they did it in the location of Captain America's memorial. And so like they're walking around and you see like the young Bucky and you see, you know, like all of these bits of history. Um, And so to me, my, my dad, as Lucy knows, uh, was part of the army pre-segregation and post-segregation. Air Force, Air Force. Uh, uh, thank you, sorry. And um, the fact that they're walking through America's history, America's like cherished history, but there's still these two black, like, you know, like, his, like look at how much history's changed. Like these are two like, decorated veterans generals walking like i think pretty sure um i'm sorry they're not called uh admirals or generals what's what's an air force uh roadie uh... i think i think a roadie is a colonel at this point in time yeah. and then um uh, sam i believe is a captain he may have been promoted um, been... Yeah. but yeah 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 they're they they, they respect it but they but they also have lived the life of black men in america at the same time roads uh in a way it's like hey sam you you had the opportunity or you have the opportunity to be a black captain america you know this this is this is not you know this is an opportunity for all black you know in in a subtle way like you said they didn't overplay it it was just a conversation between two friends and two men but you know he you know he he salted it there like hey um and then the bridges to the movies you know how, how this leads into the next phase of the Marvel Universe. Um, it, it brings up some questions. I, I haven't seen anything um, about when the next movie is going to drop. Not only have I not seen about anything when the next movie is going to drop, and then maybe it's Doctor Strange into the multiverse, um, but we, we, we skipped uh, uh, of the Black Widow movie altogether still. Just completely dropped off the radar. Are they reworking it? Are they going to bring it back in? Uh, I think I, Marvel having Black Widow, if we're allowed to go to theaters in the summer, Marvel having Black Widow as the like the first thing that brings people back into the theaters, I think is a, a smart a smart anchor, but I completely agree with you. Like I think it's better to have a series now than it is to to be a quote unquote movie star. And in the sense of like, yeah, Lucy, you're right. Like the body count on this with it being Disney Plus is pretty crazy we we see that in mandalorian we see that start on that note so fellas uh pretty excited for the next one i want to see the u.s agent in the black and red costume i'm dying to see that if i see that in this lifetime i'm i i'll take that off my bucket list <laughs> i've always wanted to see that costume in person i don't know why nice nice i agree hey uh great talking to you guys uh excited uh um to see the next episode excited to talk about it uh if you're interested like comment subscribe i'm sure somebody's reading them and replying back
<laughs> Probably. <laughs> Who knows, man? Hey, uh, see you next week. Peace. Over fresh, San Francisco. Great seeing you. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>